Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build, Burn, Become. I'm your host, Fred Moore, as usual. And today, I have a very special guest, Chris Tutella from Clark, New Jersey. What's up, man? How you doing? Fred, how you doing, man? Thank you so much for having me. This Absolutely. Is awesome. This is great having you. Uh, Chris, you are the owner-operator of Tutella Training Systems. Yep. You're a fitness expert. Yes, sir. And you're a life strategist. Yes, sir. Which I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, you. Uh, strategy, tactics. That's mm-hmm. what I'm all about. Uh, you're also, uh, you've been at it since 2006. Yep. So you're definitely earning your chips in the game here. Uh, you got a lot to say. Um, <clears throat> you have your podcast, uh, Iron Life Podcast. Mm-hmm. You're a writer on Elite FTS. What do you have, about 20 articles on there? It's got to be somewhere, maybe even more than that, but something uh, in that range, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. I want to get into that. Uh, you're a writer. That's really cool. Um, what else? Train Heroic. What's Train Heroic? So Train Heroic was a website that I've contributed to in the past as well. So that was more based uh, – that that website that- – website is more for athletes and athletic performance uh-huh. so i wrote a couple articles uh for them back in the day all right cool mm-hmm. and um and yeah and then here you go that they're talking about athletic athletes and everything uh former coach of union high school football yep. so you know to the audience you know this is something that i learned over uh the past 28 years i've always had personal trainers and stuff some good some not so good never had a bad one mm-hmm. you know everybody means well and everything uh, but the one thing I have learned is if you guys want to go out and get yourself a personal trainer, the best ones to get are the ones that have strong athletic b- background, ch- uh, t- coaching athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've come to you know realize that those work the best, at, le- at least for uh, first responders, you know, because um, – you know the whole concept of Bilber and become is you know let's let's take a step back. It's not just a job. You know, firemen, cops, military, EMS workers. It's a lifestyle, and you are a tactical athlete. So, how do athletes behave? What do they have to do? How do they train? Yeah. So, I was really psyched with uh, your uh, fifth episode. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, training guide for the first responders. Yes. Now, I'll tell you something, Chris. I could just take that episode right now and plug it into this podcast and just walk away from it, and it's done. That's it. <laughs> you said everything that needs to be said. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, it was great. So um, I, I know you have a, uh, a pretty interesting background. We talked a little bit about that. I do. Uh, if you want to just start off with, with the beginning of your story, how, how, you know, how you got to where you are now, and you know, let's hear about uh, where you stopped off along the way. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, so I've been, I've always been into fitness. You know, even as a kid, I was, I was watching the Rocky videos and and doing push-ups in my yeah, living yeah. room, and my mom would want to kill me because I would be uh, punching the side of her couch and destroying it. Right. <laughs> so, so I was always into, uh, always intrigued with training. And as I got older, I was, I was wrestling, I was playing football. Uh, my cousin, who's a name in the industry, his name is John Alvino. He's a renowned strength conditioning coach as well. And um, he was, at the time when I was growing up, bodybuilding. So I was always also looking up to him. And, um, you know, something that I was always interested in. And when I was, uh, when, once I graduated high school, he had an opportunity for me to work at his training facility. Uh, at the time, it was called Iron Athletes in Morristown. And there we had a, a lot of high-level athletes, high-level uh, collegiate athletes, 
high school guys, and then as far as the general population, you name it, we worked with them. Police officers, firefighters, military personnel, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, um, you know, I, I got into this business when I was 18 years old. And as I was kind of going through it, there was a lot of confusion in my life. Like, so a lot of my background, um, my family history. So my brother's actually a drug addict and he's been hooked on drugs for about 15 years. So as you can imagine, that rubs off on the family. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me as a younger brother, it caused a lot of stress and anxiety and overwhelm and not sure, you know, I didn't really have, you know, I love my family. I love my parents to death, but I didn't have the guidance that I probably needed in order to get to the next level of my life and really have direction. Right. So it was very confused and, um, it led to a deep depression for me, like with my brother being on drugs and all that. So I was, I was always training people. I was always into fitness However, um, I kind of hit a point in my life where I was, I was lost and I was confused. Now, after a few years of being in the industry, a couple friends and myself decided, like, let's really train hard. Let's really hammer a diet. Let's really make some, some crazy progress. So but myself and three of my friends, we got really shredded up. We dieted our faces off for about 16 weeks. But what I always tell people is through that experience – and cre using discipline to create a physical transformation. That opened up so many doors for me in my own life because w once I got out of that 16-week, you know, we were training our asses off, we were dieting our faces off, so we're really getting after it. Once I came out of the other side of that, all of a sudden I had more clarity, I had more structure, um, I just felt like a different person. So then that it was around when I was 21 that I really said, holy shit, this changed my life so much for the better. I need to show other people like what is possible if you apply this stuff to your life. So that's when I really started getting super, super passionate about training and helping other people um, from certifications to doing research to like this became my life. So, uh, yeah, fast forward now. Um, I own Totella Training Systems, like you said, in, in Clark, New Jersey. We have about 150 people tiny facility, about a thousand square feet. Ah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I've been doing that. Um, I also do remote uh, nutrition coaching now. And um, uh, the one big piece of the puzzle that I didn't mention was that I actually was a firefighter. Right. So in 2000, and I, I opened my gym in June of 2012. In August of 2012, I got hired um, as a firefighter here in New Jersey for the Springfield Fire Department. And I was a firefighter for nearly four years. Um, I decided, and a lot of people call me crazy for this. The, yes. I got a lot of shit for this one. But I, um, I decided after about four years to walk away. And the reason was because I was so obsessed and passionate about training. And my business was growing mm -hmm. so rapidly that I came to a point in my life where I said, I need to decide whether I'm going to be a fireman and I'm going to have an okay business or I'm going to take this to the next level and I'm going to go all in. And since I did that, my business quadrupled. It's still growing. Um, I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing a lot of other things that I wouldn't have had the ability to do because, you know, running a business is, there's a lot more work to it than meets the eye. There's, yes. there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So we have, you know, almost 50 hours a week of actual training sessions on the floor, 150 people, um, you know, from everything from, the, the marketing, the writing emails, doing this podcast. We do something else called TTS Talk. Um, just creating strategies, game planning, like all this stuff takes a lot of time. So 
for me, I felt it was the best decision, and um, I'm very happy with that crazy decision, but it, it was one that worked for me. Right. Now, w- would you, uh, as a life strategist, mm-hmm. that sounds like it was like maybe your first strategic at least your major strategic decision that you made to to leave the fire service, yeah. right? And um, on, on the surface, at least, because there was a lot of decisions like building up to that that okay. I was making. But once I made that decision, that was one of like it was. That's what all these other little decisions kind of led to, you yeah. know. So now all of a sudden, everybody's like, "What the hell? Chris lost his mind." It's like uh, I know it looks like I lost my mind. Trust me, guys, I'm okay. But. <laughs> It was about a year of planning and creating strategies in order to be able to walk away. Okay. I would never suggest anybody just quits their job yeah. and just says, fuck it, I'm quitting. Right, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, especially that particular job because everybody knows uh, – it's a hard job to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, firemen when they get the job, they say, oh, you know, they won the lottery. Yes. You know, right? I mean, it's it's hard to get, and then um, it is a great job because mm-hmm. um, the benefits, the pay are there, and everything. Yes, it's a very difficult job. Mm-hmm. It beats you up and everything, but so do a lot of other jobs. Right? Uh, if your heart's there, you could really uh, make it a great career, and it and it gives back. So no doubt, to make that decision was big it was and i want to say too like i respect the hell out of the job and the career like yeah. I, I admire what you do um you know it was it's definitely something that i i took a lot of pride in when i was there and and i i loved you know being a firefighter and and doing the job it was something that i was passionate about and i always wanted to learn i took a couple college courses and you know it was um, actually, and Eliz- a retired Elizabeth, Elizabeth fireman. Uh, what's his name? He actually he runs a course at Union County College. Oh, long um, long hair. He has a ponytail. Was it Earl? Earl. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, that, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's him. I, I took yeah. a couple courses with him. Right. Um, so it was something that I, I I had passion for, but you know, like I said, I just got to a point where I had to I had to pull the trigger on it one way or the other if I yeah. wanted to to level up here, and that's what I did. Now, now let me ask you another question with this uh, decision you made. Mm-hmm. You you must have went to your closest uh, friends, family, and whomever to help you make this decision. What was that like? Yeah, so I I only told maybe four or five people uh, that I was going to make that decision because I knew if I told too many people, I was going to get a lot of negative feedback, and I didn't want that to deter what the decision that I already made. Okay. Right? So I definitely went to a couple people, and I just said, look, this is what I'm thinking. And some people said, dude, I, I respect what you do, and I know that if you are doing this, you're doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wasn't just saying, like, screw it, I'm quitting this job for because I don't feel like doing it anymore. Like, right. it was because my heart was in the right place. And I think that my closest friends and family members, they knew that. Right. So there, it wasn't like they were, I, I can't, well, they probably were surprised. You know, I can't say that they weren't surprised, but um, I think that they knew where my heart was at and, and they supported me. Yeah. yeah but uh, the people that I knew wouldn't support me, uh, I didn't even discuss it with them. That's like, interesting. Yeah. I mean, you're you're almost uh, creating... You're cr- you're creating the uh, an art uh, is it artificial kind of thing like you're not you're you don't you're pushing away the people that are g- give you the negative right um, I, that's an interesting choice to make I'm not yeah. saying it's wrong I'm not saying it's right it mm-hmm. worked for you yeah but uh, sometimes you want to gather intelligence from both sides of the aisle yeah. right well it, it, that's the thing I didn't know what the, the people that I, I I did discuss this with I didn't know if they were gonna say like 
you know, you're crazy, don't do it. Or, but I, I knew that there were some people that were just going to be negative and, and only okay. think of yeah. the other side of yeah. it. And they were so one-sided that I knew if I told them, like, for instance, my father, I didn't tell my own father because he's an old school Italian dude, oh, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. so I knew by, for him, you know, the, the pension and the salary mm-hmm. and walking away from that, he would have never understood that, right. you know? Right. Um, so I didn't talk to him about it until afterwards. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like you want to see one side of it. You don't want to just see one side of it. You want to see both. But I didn't know what the people I were going to, was that I told were going to say. Yeah. Um, but I knew that these are close, close people that i I really value their opinion, whether they tell me I'm nuts okay. or they tell me go right. for it. Yeah. Because there's a, cause I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make in their lives is they're ready to make a big decision. They know what they want to do in their heart, but then they get, t- they get talked out of it by somebody that they care about. Right. And if you, my advice to people is always if you have something that you want to do, don't tell a million people about it because you're going to get so many different opinions that it's going to drive you crazy and that's going to lead to, lead to some type of paralysis and yeah. then all of a sudden you're not going to take any action on it and then you're stuck. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, so, I, I've, been, I've been there with that before. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you're at this point where you're going to start a business, mm-hmm. which, let, let's face the fact, you know, there's a lot of gyms. Yeah. So now you're going head to head with established gyms and everything. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, uh, you do have a reputation of being a good trainer. I've, I've heard of you. Thank okay. You. Um, so you obviously fared through that, mm-hmm. but, uh, coming back to that decision, that point of decision, it's like, I'm heading into like death's Valley here. Like, right. like there's going to be wreckage, you know, burning the bridges. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's gotta be, uh, an exhilarating feeling. Yeah, it, right? it, it really was. Um, and it was, it's, like I said, I, I, I've had so much passion uh, for this business and, and coaching people and helping people over the years. You know, for a, a long time, you know, in, my, in the early days of my career, I was doing it for free. You know, I had friends that I was training. I was writing meal plans for people. Yeah. Uh, a lot of high school, a lot of the high school athletes that I was training at Union High School, when they graduated, I was preparing them for college football. But they didn't have the the finances to pay for training. Like I was doing that for free, just because they were my guinea pigs. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, all right, yeah. let's let's play around with this. Let's play around with that. We had some. That was one of the best summers of my life. You know, we had all of us. We had a great time um, preparing for for their 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 summer football camps. So um, so yeah, where the hell was I going with that? But yes, just I, I appreciate you saying that um, because it is something that I've had so much passion for. And when I was leaving. Uh, the the um, you know the safe job so to speak, um, it was an exhilarating feeling because I knew that I couldn't be stopped. This is what there I love go. to do. I, I love it too much to let anybody get in my way of of de- building something special. And you know now what like to tell a training systems TTS what what we are is way beyond just hey we own a gym over here like. We are a family, and all my members will tell you we're a family. I want my gym to be a home away from home. That goes back to you know why I started and why I started becoming so passionate about this. Where you know my family life at home wasn't so great. 
training for me was my escape. That right. was my way to get my anger out, to get that depression out, to get that all that energy. Yeah, you, you have to have a physical outlet. And if you just let that shit build up inside of you, that's where disease comes from. That's where, you know, frustration and uh, just, you know, you, you, you live this unfulfilled life. Mm-hmm. If you let that stuff kind of bottle up, bottle up inside and it builds and builds and builds at some point. There's going to be a breaking point. I've seen that in, in family members and people that I've worked with over the years. You know, it may not have really come to a head until they're in their 60s or 70s, but at some point it will. Yeah. So that's um, that's why I really have so much passion for creating this this environment that we have. Nice. Yeah. So now the uh, the the family that you create. Yeah. That, that you have th- th- these are your your members the mm-hmm. people that work with you how, how many uh, people do you have working with you uh, so I have three employees okay yeah three yeah. employees or team members as I like to call them and then um, like I said about 150 and, and counting um, uh, actual members training at our facility yeah yeah what what uh, what, are, what are your hours do you have like real like 5 a.m. classes or mm-hmm. anything like that you do yeah we have 5 a.m. 6 a.m. 7 a.m. 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 4.15, Yeah, I like to I like to look at the 5 a.m. crowd mm-hmm. and see because that's a special breed that, right that's there. A, oh, that is for damn sure. Oh, yeah. man. If There's, any of those guys are listening right now, they're smiling. Yep, they are out yep. of their minds. <laughs> yeah, I, I've experienced the 5 a.m.ers, and um, it, it's just a whole other thing. And yep. you know, when you know you got that 5 a.m. class and you got to you got to be there to open up the door, it's like. You, oh, I gotta, I gotta get out here. I gotta get down, get down there. They're gonna be there waiting, right? You don't <laughs> want to. Yep, they're you they're there. They're there before the coaches. Yeah, for the most right. part. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and I, you know, for a while I was doing that myself. I just had to get up early and mm-hmm. and and train. It was the only way it worked out. That that was like a good three years straight. Mm-hmm. I did that for. I still get up early, but <clears throat> I play the game a little different. I get up and I, I do other things now. You know, okay. I'm just you know, I read and stuff like that. Nice. And then I go train a little bit later. I just couldn't grind it out anymore. But yeah, um, it's it's a it's a special feeling. And when I'm sure when they get done with their class, they're all like smiles, right, mm-hmm. heading out the door. Yep. And they're going on to conquer life. Like that's oh, yeah. special time. That that five a.m. That's probably our loudest crew. Like it's five o'clock in the morning. Everybody's half asleep, but people. They they show up. They're bringing yeah. it. Man. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's great. Yep, yep. It's a lot of fun. Now I uh, grabbed a quote off of your website, which ah. I, I really like. Um, become the you that you have the potential to become. Yeah. And interestingly enough, the reason why I like this was I you know I called the podcast Bill Byrne Become. Right. Become is in there, and it's interesting that you know thinking in the lines of fitness and everything, and and you know training not only mentally you know physically and everything right the potential that a person has Mm -hmm. to become something right and to harness that and and to actually as a coach as a trainer Mm -hmm. you could you could help that person achieve almost anything that they want Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. they're going to become what they want to become maybe maybe you know they have something ideal in mind and it just slightly is off a little bit because it's more of a journey, right? Right. Uh, but how often do you do you see this happening with your clients? And you know, what does it make? How does it make you feel inside? Like, does is this the, the key moment for you? Yeah, I mean that that's that's what I'm in this business for. Like, I, I think you know, 
in my in my 20s, I was kind of like, yeah, I want to train athletes. I want to get guys strong and explosive and powerful. And that stuff's great. It's fun, like I was saying, training the athletes. And if you could help uh, somebody prepare for, for their career or for, for a college uh, program, right, right that, then that's great. But what I really love doing now is more of that personal development type of work. And what I always tell my members is that Look, like fitness, health and fitness is like the conduit to a different life. Like from and I, I tell people that from my own experience, like it it changed my life. It changed the person. Like the person that I was before I really got into this and we really started doing that diet that I told you about and right. training like lunatics. Before that, I was somebody who was sleeping till three in the afternoon, going to bed at five o'clock in the morning, watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> I was eating fast food, at, you know, all hours yeah. of the night. Right. I was drinking a lot of alcohol, you know, and I, it was just I was depressed, man. I was I was overweight. Um, I, I was just not in a good place mentally, and what I found is that once I dialed in through this. This, like, and what I tell my clients and my members is that, listen, whatever you want to accomplish is right here. And I believe that health, getting your health, getting your fitness in check, that's the step one because you're going to feel better. You're going to have more mental focus and clarity, right? You're not going to have that brain fog right. from eating like shit. You're going to have more energy. You're going to sleep better. You're going to look better. So you're going to have more confidence. So that opens up the door and then it's up to you because what we're really doing is building the right lifestyle habits in order for you to become something better, whatever that is for you, right? right? Like uh, just a better version of yourself, right? right? I know that's kind of cliche these days, but that's the truth. Yeah. So, yeah, step one, health, fitness. Let's get that in check. You asked me how many uh, of my members actually accomplished that. I, I would say that a lot of them get there. A lot of them are on their way. It depends on where they are at when they come to us in the first place, right? right? Yeah. Like you might come to, to our gym and you're already in a place where like, all right, I'm already kind of training. I'm just looking to get better. And then after six weeks, eight weeks, three months, whatever it is, all of a sudden you are now leveling up. So now that that's going to take you just a, a few steps closer to that, you know, that real transformation. And that's why I, I, I do offer a few extra additional programs for my own members. Uh, one is called the Game Changer Program, where that's where, of course, we, we go over uh, nutritional program and stuff like that. But it's also like we, for, for 90 minutes, three times over the course of an eight-week program, we really dive a little bit deeper into uh, their mission, their vision for their life, what their daily habits are, how to change the habits, um, how to create better habits, you know, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, it, so it really depends. Right. I, I can't give you a number off the top. I had how many people. But um, – there certainly are a lot who do and a lot who are on their way, and it's it's amazing to see that. Is the game changer a like a sit down one on one kind of? It's it, we we so we cap the program at twenty people, and then um, within that program, over the course of the eight weeks, we have three meetups, and I do a presentation. We you kind of do a little bit of uh, deep diving and stuff like that, and. Wow. Um, yeah, really. I, I want each individual to kind of tap into themselves a little bit and think about the shit that most people don't think about. Like, yeah. what is the, the purpose that you want to leave? What, what is the purpose that you want in this life? Right. Like, what's the footprint that you want to leave on this planet? Because, listen, we're all going somewhere. <laughs> right. We're not going to yeah. be here forever. Right. So 
I think a lot of people live their lives like they're going to live forever. Yeah. And then one day it ends abruptly. Right. And, you know, something that I, I, I don't know if it was, was it Les Brown or somebody said that the richest place in the world is the cemetery because that's where so many people go and they die with their hopes and with their dreams and all this shit that they have inside of them. Like, I want it to do this but I never did it. It goes yeah. back to what we said before. Somebody shoots down your dreams, right? and now all of a sudden you never did it. You never acted on it because somebody else told you that you can't. I say, fuck that. Yeah. Sorry, can I curse on you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you, you have to live the life, this life for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think I went off on a tangent there. I, I love it. I love tangents. <laughs> tangents are the best. Yeah. That's where you get to see the, yeah. the, the raw. That mm-hmm. We like that. And, um, yeah, you got to live um, – with uh, with some self discipline and some self love, uh, absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this this game changer thing actually uh, sounds like a game changer because <laughs> uh, I don't see many um, gyms offering something like that. Right. What a great idea! And Thank you know, you. so so basically, uh, you you start off with um, you know, basically you a, a small speech or something, mm-hmm. getting everybody thinking in a certain direction on what to focus on. Right. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and, and a lot of, you know, I told my clients this in my uh, in my remote nutrition coaching program too because wh- what we're doing, like, yes, we're going to cover a lot of nutrition stuff and the same thing goes for the Game Changer program. Like, we're, we're diving deep into nutrition because over eight weeks we're looking to make a physical transformation. But a physical transformation is only a result of a lot of uh, mental transformations as yes, well, right? right? Like you have to dial in on on developing the right habits, getting rid of the bad habits in order to make physical changes too. So all what we're really doing is we're developing the lifestyle habits that are going to lead you to your goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, uh, you know, now this, this sounds very interesting in terms of – uh, fire service, yeah, right? or first responders in general. Uh, what I've come over my 16 years to see, just just with me, yeah. I'm not even looking at the other guys. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just as susceptible, right? Um, if you don't have these strong habits and backups and stuff like that mm-hmm. in place, the the lack of sleep, the stress, and everything will start to take those chunks out of you right and then and it's happened to me plenty of times in fact it happened last night on shift <laughs> i had about three granola bars at uh-huh. two o'clock in the morning right because you know why at two o'clock in the morning you're a different person yeah. especially when you're sleep deprived right and i you know what i deserve my granola bars now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now today i say what was i thinking right, right? so uh obviously we have we're gonna we're gonna regress we're gonna have our breaking points but uh, if you could actually have a mindset type of curriculum like you're offering where you could teach people, especially the first responders, how to navigate those pitfalls, mm-hmm. um, that would be so beneficial yeah. to the the first responders. Um, again, it's not going to necessarily make them indestructible, mm-hmm. but it, it could help. Right. You know, any little bit could help. Uh, I, do you have um, – 
for a lot of first responders as clients? Or? I, yes, yeah. I do. we do. Yeah. yeah, we have a ton of police officers, firefighters. Are they in this game changer? Uh, some of them are. Yeah. Yes. yeah. We, so we do this probably about four times a year. Yeah. So we get a different crew every time we, uh, do, we run it. Do they share those types of stories with you? Um, yeah. 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 Definitely a lot of stress of the job and right. stuff like that. You know, there's there's a lot of, you know, I always say this. There's there's so much that first responders face that 99% of the general public does not realize, mm. right? And that's going to have some type of impact on your life, you know, whether you recognize it or not. So being able to bring that stuff to the surface and, and handle that stuff, talk about it, you know, whatever, just get get rid of some of that stress, I think is so important. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, you know, uh, it, for, for everyone listening, you know, this is the type of stuff that I've been talking about for a while. You know, you got to find a, a trainer near you, wherever you are. Talk, talk to them. See what they can actually help you with, and be and be one hundred percent honest. You know, it's not a weakness. You know, um, you're gonna you're gonna feel better. You know, the the trainer's gonna know what they're up against with training you, and now they're gonna know they're gonna know how to prepare you for mm-hmm. for these things. So, um, you know, if anybody's in the Union County area, you know, near Clark, go go see Chris. Right, teletrain. Yeah, systems. absolutely. Come on by. Yes, thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, and I wanted to to just add to that because you you said that. It's not a weakness. And I think as men, and I would assume there's a lot of men listening to this show, right? Um, You know, as men, we look at asking for help like it's a weakness. But it's actually a strength. Like if you have the balls to ask somebody else for help who could potentially help you, like that takes – something you know that there that's there's it's a lot easier to just say ah screw it i'll do it on my own and then never do it right but you asking for help talking to somebody getting the shit out like that's only going to help you that's only going to make you a stronger person than you are right now so don't ever look at it as a weakness you have to look at this as a win look at this as a strength if you want to take your life to the next level there's always going to be somebody else out there that that could give could lend a helping hand right right like like you said uh whether it be a trainer whether it be a therapist whether it be someone that you could talk to whatever the hell it is but if you need help getting from point a to point b don't think that it's weak for asking for help. Right. Okay. Ask for help and you'll get to point B a lot faster. And then guess what? You're leading by example. So you're going to impact other people who see you doing that, people who might look up to you, and then they're going to do it too. So now you're impacting other people's lives by you just changing your own. Yeah. Very good. And I think that's yeah. very, very powerful. Sure. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. And, you know, the, uh, you're, you're going to get a, a mixed bag when it when it comes to first responders. Um, mm-hmm. Some some guys and girls they're gonna they're gonna step up to the plate, right? right. They're going to say, "All right, I got to do something. I got to I got to treat my health better." Um, but then you get the guys that almost like say, "You know what? What's the point?" Right? Right? What What can we say to them? You know, it's it's hard. It's it's hard because I I, I think that. No one is going to change until they're really ready to make a change. But, you know, my advice to those people is to realize that it's not just – right now, like, saying that is a very selfish thing. Like, if you just say, like, what's the point? What's the point? Well, you got people who love you. you got people who care about you. And it, even if you're somebody who – maybe you live alone, you don't have family, right? But if you're in that career, if you're a firefighter, if you're a police officer with that attitude – you're affecting the other your brothers and sisters who are alongside of you in the mm-hmm. heat of battle, right? Right. So if you're neglecting your health, 
you're really doing a disservice not only to yourself, but the people who are alongside you in a burning building or, you know, fighting crime, if you want to call it that, right? <laughs> right. But whatever, whatever it is, um, you got to realize that there's something to this that's bigger than yourself. So maybe start there. You know, if, if you're someone who's just says, what's the point, eh, whatever, and you're not in the right headspace and you're just saying, oh, well, I'm going to die anyway. What do I care? Right. Yeah. You know, don't, don't say I'm going to die anyway. Like, well, how, do you want to die faster? Like, right. if that's the case, like, then, then yeah, just keep smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol and eating like shit. Like, yeah. don't exercise. Like, yeah, fine, but but guess what? Like, you don't set your 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 brothers and sisters up for for disaster or for failure because of your your actions or, yes. or lack of right. actions, right? right? Yeah, it's the it's the team, you know. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. you're you're doing it's you're playing with a team. Exactly. You got the rest of the uh, the people there that are counting on you, and you know, uh, the better teams mm-hmm. always have the guys and the girls striving to not be the weakest link, right? right? So now, if um, somebody did come to you, um, I think I think a lot of people when they start their fitness journey, they're intimidated, mm-hmm. you know, especially guys because yeah. they they think they're supposed to be like strong. And, we all want to be stronger than the next guy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have to go in and, and admit that they could only curl fifteen pound dumbbells or whatever. Right. Yeah, you know. Um, how would you intake somebody in? Yeah. So whenever we bring people in, you know, the first thing that I tell them, you know, because we always start off with an orientation. We want to see, you know, how they move, what their injuries are, what their weaknesses, if they're on any medications, anything like that, right? So when they come in, the first thing that I tell them is, look, you got we used to have a sign up on, on the wall, leave, check your ego at the door, mm-hmm. right? This isn't about ego, just how much you could lift. That doesn't make sense. If you're just in it to push numbers, it's not the right place for you because what we're going to teach you is how to do things properly, how to do them well, quality of movement, you know, um, mastery of execution of the movement. And that's what really matters because what are you in this for, right? If, are you in this to just say, hey, I, I, I use 100-pound dumbbells on a dumbbell press and somebody else use 95s? Or are you in this for health, better health and longevity? Of course, we want to look good. You want to feel good. You want to get stronger. But you also want to be in this for the long haul, right? right? So if you're just destroying your shoulders set after set, right, or your knees or your hips because you're just concerned with the the, um, the number that you're lifting, then you're not doing yourself – you're doing yourself a huge disservice because at some point you're going to get hurt. And the one thing that's going to lead to better progress is consistency, and if you can't be consistent because you're hurt, then what the hell are we doing this for? So um, that that gets the the ego in check. But the other side of it, if you are someone who's intimidated to to get the ball rolling, and you got to understand that when you're working with a good coach or a program, we're there to help, right? We're not going to make you do something that you're not capable of doing just because it looks cool on YouTube, right? right. Like. I, something that drives me nuts, what a lot of trainers do is like, they think that just by making you tired, it's like, oh man, that's yeah. a killer workout. That's right. a good workout. Like anybody could make you tired. I, I just had uh, Joe DeFranco on my podcast for, for, for this episode that's coming out next week, episode seven. Right. And it's something that we were talking about too. Like anyone could make you tired. I think any of us could say, all right, do a hundred burpees, run around the building, do another hundred burpees, run around the building. Like, yeah, you're going to be really fucking tired if you do that. doesn't mean that you got better. So 
it, it, you shouldn't judge a, a workout by how tired you feel. You shouldn't judge a workout by if you're if you're throwing up all over the place. Like, did you get better? Is there a progressive plan in place that we're going to follow? Is there um, actual coaching and correcting the exercises? Right? Because if you're doing an exercise. And it looks like shit. If if a coach doesn't come and correct it for you, then there you should fire them. Yeah, <laughs> right. You shouldn't right. be working with them. Um, is it a one size fits all thing, or is there modifications? Because if you're like, hey, I just had shoulder surgery, and your trainer's like, all right, well, we're benching today, no matter what. Like you're you're jumping in on the bench with the rest of the group. Like fire that person immediately. Yes. So, right. so back to being intimidated. If you're working with the right people. There's no need to be intimidated because they're only going to help you get better. And if it's a group training facility, if if it's the right group training facility for you, that means that everybody there is going to be supporting you and helping you and wanting you to get better. It's not about who lifted more. It's not about who did more reps. It's about how we all collectively got better today as a whole. Nice. Yeah. All right. That's good. I hope yeah. that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think that is a major stumbling block for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. You know, just um, they know they're going to be uncomfortable right. already, and then they got it all up in their head that they're going to walk in and they're going to feel like crap for the most part right. because it's new new for them. Right. And there's going somebody's going to be laughing at them. Hey, look at a guy you can't, you know. Right. And and it's never the case. No, never. You got you would have to be training with some real assholes. Yeah, that. that's got, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I I have not even really seen I've been to some pretty weird gyms and stuff. I've mm-hmm. never even seen it like that bad. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it, it most of the time everybody's just, you know, fighting their own battle and and uh, you you gotta it's you gotta give support because you mm-hmm. want support back, right? You know, it's Absolutely. It, it's a it's an equal thing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So um, the uh, the fire service, the police service, you know, uh, there's a lot of back injuries. Yeah. Then you know, uh, in fire service, there's uh, high high rates of cancer, right, and heart disease, and stuff like that. So ultimately, if uh, you know you have one of these first responders step into your gym mm-hmm. and you're working with them, and they start to see results mm-hmm. they start to see feel better their blood work starts to look better and mm-hmm. everything you know that's a win uh, as far as changing the entire system mm-hmm. as as is as it is this is a, a pretty deep question yeah, yeah but you know there's there's outfits out there like o2x and stuff like that where they're working with fire departments but it's only like small amount and everything from your point of view just your opinion or whatever mm-hmm. what's a good way to Go to the up to the up, you know the top management, the politicians or whatever. And w- what's a good way to say, hey, you guys should have a, a fitness program? What's 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 a good way to get them to incentivize maybe um, mm-hmm. a diet plan or something like that? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't I don't know if I have the answer, but what I what I would say is exactly the points that you made. Like firefighters are predisposed to certain illnesses, cancers, bloodborne pathogens, um, uh, heart disease, right? Like you are already at a greater risk because of the demands of the job. So if that's the case, what could we all do collectively to try to reduce the risk that's already there, right? right? And a good nutrition program is 
absolutely proven, right? I don't think there's any debate here right. to reduce your risk of certain cancers, right? Because we're going to be reducing inflammation. So what, something that I always tell first responders is that if you're eating inflammatory foods like sugars, flours, other processed foods, then now you're in a chronic state of inflammation, which already compromises your immune system and makes you more susceptible to disease and illness. If your job is creating something where you're, you're more susceptible to these diseases, now it's like a double dose. Like you're eating like shit, right. you know, you're not taking care of yourself. So now you're, you're at a greater risk of these diseases. So why not put something in place where now it's maybe, you know, I, I don't know, just some, somehow run by the department to put a, a good thorough nutrition and training program in place. Um, really look like, look, look, cardiovascular disease, the number one killer of firefighters, right? Yep, right. So, you know, why wouldn't there be some type of exercise program in place? To me, that doesn't make sense. I don't know if I have the answers because I don't understand the politics side of it, you yeah. know, and I, I don't want to seem ignorant by, by talking no, about it. Like uh, I, but yeah, no, nah. but that's what, that's what I would say is like, let's, let's just bring the facts right. to the higher ups and discuss, you know, the significance here and how this could potentially save people's lives. I think that is, uh, there's a lot of weight in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I asked the question really for my own benefit because, mm -hmm. um, it, it's like one of the little, well, it's one of the bigger goals I have is yeah. to somehow make an impact before my exit from the fire service. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I reach out to, you know, anybody with knowledge such as yourself, you know, what, what do we do? How do we, how do we change, um, you know, over a hundred years of, of this tradition culture that's and already culture. There, right? Yeah. It's, and, and, um, of course, you know, when you talk about talking to politicians, it always comes out to money, you know. Right. What's it going to cost to implement a nutrition program? And right. They, and there, there is, there is facts out there now. Like, uh, you know, wherever they've implemented some type of program, they actually see reduced sick leave. Uh, they see their health healthcare costs dropping. Wow. You know, so there, there's the savings, right? There's right. the savings. So there, there is, there is a glimmer of hope there. And, and also, I, I would assume, you know, I'm, I'm just guessing here, but morale i would assume would improve amongst the department too right because when you when you know it as well as i do when you're training with people is training with a group of people now if you're training with the guys and girls that are on your shift you're going to develop a, a little bit of a tighter bond a deeper bond that already and you guys already have a deep bond right, right by the stuff that you yeah. you go through together but now you do that it's a positive thing um, I think that that will bring up morale. I think that, you know, that just having that camaraderie on, on a different level than the tasks of your job, right. I think it's only going to help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's good. You know, one of these days you might get that phone call. I'm going to say, Hey Chris, you gotta, you gotta come down and you gotta stand up at the podium with me and, <laughs> and, and lay some knowledge down. And, I would love to. Yeah. You, you know, any way you could change the world for the, for the better. Yeah. You know? and, and like you said, man, like you, you want you, you're asking yourself, how could you leave an impact before you leave the fire service, man, you already are dude. Like having these conversations, like having a podcast, taking the bull by the horns here, you're spreading the information and the knowledge that's necessary uh, to create change. So by you doing this, brother, like, you know, kudos to you for, for, for stepping up and, and doing something like thank that. Thank you. That, that's how you are going to leave your mark. Yeah, thank you. That, that, that feels good to hear. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, so, uh, you know, this, this is a great conversation. Um, 
Uh, how how do uh, people? What's your your best way for people to reach you? Uh, you've got a lot of social media going yeah, on, right? So I got a lot of stuff going on. So the best way to reach me would be on Instagram. I'm at Chris underscore Tutela T U T E L A. I'm also on Facebook, Chris Tutela. I also have a Facebook page, Tutela Training Systems. Uh, you could go to my YouTube channel, which is Chris Tutela. And now weekly, I'm dropping episodes of the Iron Life podcast with Chris Tutela, and that's uh, anywhere where you could get this shit. Yeah, okay. iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and all the stuff that Ming helps me with. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And, and and incidentally, so you have the podcast, and then you have a YouTube uh, series. N- series. Mm-hmm. What's the difference there? Yeah. So the difference is, so TTS talk, right? To training systems, TTS, TTS talk. We, it's myself and my head strength coach. His name is Ruben Borges. We bring, we, we started it kind of not knowing what we were doing with it. And we okay. were just kind of, it was like our way of maybe starting a podcast and just giving information. Um, it's, it's about 30 minutes. So they're a little bit shorter, but now what it's kind of turned into is bringing our members on as guests and having them tell their, their stories. So now that, you know, we've, we've had, um, people talk about depression and mental illness and drug addiction. And, um, our, our guest, uh, Michelle, who's going to, her episode is going to be dropping next week. She's actually 35 weeks pregnant and she's still training with us. And Uh, she was talking about her experience and yeah, like, so we got our members telling their stories, which is uh, which is really cool. Wow, Chris, that is really significant. I mean, to get your members uh, to want to step up and talk, yeah, you know that that says a lot about the kind of um, culture you've created there. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That's that's very inspiring. I I got to stop by your place for. Oh, so I'd love to have you get a little workout. Get a workout. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was that's great. Good for you. Thank you. So thanks everybody for uh, tuning into this podcast and and do me a favor uh, go 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 check out Chris's uh, uh, podcast he's up to episode seven right now you got five out number yes, six comes out tomorrow all right number five is uh, for you tactical athletes please listen to that and and you know before he has like a hundred episodes you could dig into the rest and and you can get all caught up so until next time take care and be safe. <laughs>